0: This 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 is a Tape Deck Podcast.
1: Lost Light Season Three, The Kendrick Lamar Discography. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, we're here. Um we're back. It's your boy.
0: <laughs> K Dot. All right
1: um uh, Caleb and I are back uh season three we're gonna try to uh, talk about some music uh so before before we get into anything I just want to let everybody know who may be uh, clicking on this hoping uh, that we're gonna play a bunch of tunes that we're going to risk copyright infringement uh we are not I know enough about copyright law I know but enough about like fair use law, that the people who own the copyrights and who have the expensive lawyers always win. Um, so uh, we will have links in the show notes. We will have the SoundCloud uh, playlists for you to grab, listen to on your own beforehand if you want. Uh, but we're not going to be uh, injecting uh, these, especially with these uh, early uh, mixtapes. Uh, the the source material is uh, very suspect so
0: yeah and he, i mean he, he uses a lot of other people's beats so that's like double you know double trouble with like him and then the original artist as well so that would be like a nightmare for us to try to do
1: yeah and yeah we're not gonna fight whoever owns the copyright they would just yeah. tell us to take it down and, and then you. there's would miss a
0: reason it. this stuff isn't on spotify because of copyright <laughs> you know that's why these mi- most mixtapes aren't
1: but before before we even get there, Caleb, uh, it's been a while since we talked. Um, you know, has... uh, well, anything anything interesting going on? Um, uh, it is uh, the day before Halloween as we record, uh, so kind of spooky. Spooky shows are definitely hot, but
0: um, I mean, it's it has been a while. I, I think. We've we've actually seen each other in person since we last spoke <laughs> on the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, Rings of Power jumps to mind. Um, mm-hmm. It was a big show that happened. I don't know if you guys heard about it. Uh, did, <laughs> did you get a chance to watch? Um, I don't think you were caught up when we spoke.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've started. I have not completed. Um, but <laughs> that's such a very, sad statement. You know, it. That's the where I'm at. Uh, in my life but okay definitely well, i'll just throw enjoyed... these notes out and
0: yeah we'll just skip this part I'll, th- I'll throw these all these notes out jim
1: no no you got just don't just don't spoil <laughs> any major endings for me i want to hear i want to hear your thoughts on it because it's going to reinvigorate me uh, to to finish the series
0: i i loved it um to me the first season is kind of, is is a mystery um, okay. I mean, you, 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 you know, where, you know, it's a prequel, you know, where it eventually gets to, if you've seen the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you, I mean, you know where the world has to be at some point, but it's, it's fun, you know, guessing who's who and, right. um, whose allegiances are to who. And I mean, I just think they nailed it and it, it was going right up against, uh, house of the dragon. I, I was on that for the first few episodes, but mm-hmm. I haven't finished it. Um, just Lord of the Rings or Rings of Power blew it away. And it, it was just so well done. Um, the first episode is a little bit of a chore. Um, it's a lot of world building, a lot of setup. Um, the second episode is where it kind of like jumped off the screen to me and it was, like, like the Lord of the Ring movies, um, mm-hmm. I, I felt like the a, a, in a good way had a lot of that vibe. But uh, it was just a, it was a really strong mystery throughout. I mean, you're trying to figure out who is who, like I said, and um, there's a couple red herrings and, and about you know some characters you're trying to figure out. So uh, great, well done, five stars, whatever whatever adjective, <laughs> uh, superlative you want to give it. Um, loved it, loved it. Want more? Uh, wish the the sort like the source material, the Cimmerillion, I think, is how it's uh-huh. pronounced. I've never read that. Like it's it's because it's not a story; it's a bunch of like appendices, basically. Oh right, like, yeah, little, almost a, yeah.
1: like a weird history book rather than Ex- a novel,
0: exactly. And so it in and, and it's, I mean, I'm, I believe I'm I believe Tolkien was like a language professor or some something of the sort, mm-hmm. and so that like, sounds right. Or like maybe maybe he was like a theology professor or both, but like he like he like layered it throughout like the the language he has his like own and like the 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 history so it, it's it's a deep cut but I would mainly like every time I tried to go through it would just end up looking up like Balrogs or like <laughs> Saurons like Sauron there was like a Sauron before Sauron Morgoth um, Sauron was like his general. Mm-hmm. So like looked up that stuff and like the giant spiders where they came from and, you know, but, uh, makes me want to go, um, read it. I wish I, uh, I, I got to watching like, this was a while back, like YouTube videos of okay. this explained, like mm. the second age explained the first age or whatever. And they're, they're pretty good. But once again, I found myself just going to like the stuff I liked Balrogs explained and, you know, whatnot, but.
1: (laughs) So is there a, uh, since you've spent some time in those YouTube videos, uh, I consider you the foremost expert on these things. (laughs) Is is, is, there like a, like a diff, like a we've got like a hundred years or something before we smash into, um, where the Hobbit starts. Or, uh, okay. or really a lot more open ended, like, more like the the like Star Wars, right? Like the Star Wars uh, has like some early early stuff that's like generations before.
0: Yeah, I am pretty sure Tolkien, had, for the most part, had um, a pretty definitive timeline in the okay. as far as his works. Now, the Rings of Power has already said like they're adapting it and they're mm. kind of playing fast and loose with it, like because there's human characters and they're not all elves and dwarves that have, you know, super long life's mans. Um, like in order to, cause the, the events that they were telling happen over like a thousand years. Like the second age is like a couple thousand years long. Right. Right. And, um, it's in the second age cause the third age is what, um, at the beginning of the Lord of the Rings movie, when Sauron's defeated, that starts the mm-hmm. third age. So this is all the second age. And, um, so basically they're they're like taking a thousand years and condensing it to i mean maybe a 50 year stretch. The, the human characters have to stay alive and even okay. if in this world the human characters live for a couple hundred years on their own you know still yeah um, so they're they're playing a little fast and loose with that but I, i'm pretty sure Tolkien Tolkien has it um a lot more like mapped out so they're kind of which i'm cool with i mean to the adaptation there i mean i'm sh- the the hobbit movies aren't there's a lot that he added into that. You know what I'm saying? Like those, those yeah. aren't like full blown word for word adaptations. So, um, now I mean, Lord of the Rings movies are pretty faithful. <laughs> like, I mean, they're like yeah. next level. Yeah. But,
1: movie, definitely. All right.
0: But yeah. Um, add that one to my list of world's foremost experts on, uh, <laughs> Tolkien lore. Apparently
1: <laughs> somebody <laughs> um, has to be, cause it's not me. <laughs>
0: Um, do you want to trade off? You, you got something you want to talk um, about? Because I, I have another thing.
1: Um, so I uh, I watched Scream three and Scream four this week. Not one and two at all. I watched one and two last week last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh people <laughs> That was all you needed for that year. <laughs> people who follow my letterbox know that I watched that Scream Five uh, was the first Scream movie that I actually watched in its entirety. Um and so I that, remember course, this from a few, few years I ago. I had to go back and do one and then like two was available, so why not? Um and then they just kind of sat, you know, I was like, uh, eh. and then you know, October, so I don't know what was around. I was like, all right, scream three, scream four. We'll knock these out. We'll take care of it.
0: I love the scream. Movie. Well, the first scream movie, first couple, uh, I was, I was like, the, I was a little young. And so those were like right on the border of my, like a movie that I, like my parents let me watch that like
1: oh. was a little
0: scary and kind of gory, you know, bloody and, and stuff. I mean, it came out in what, like 96. So I, I mean, like I was like six or seven, eight, you know, somewhere in there. Okay. So and then, and then, I remember the second one. I, I liked a couple of the characters. Um, I remember the, you know, they were in in the second one too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but not all of them made it. I mean, it's a horror movie, so uh, yeah. Yeah, the third one was bad. <laughs> I remember the third one being trash.
1: <laughs> I don't even know where they were going with the, the third one. Was just so
0: they got yeah. so lost in their like. The meta filmmaking trilogies, like yeah, it's scary. They, like they had rule that they had to follow the rules of the scary movie in the first one, and then it was they had to follow the rules of the sequel, and then in the, this third one they had these arbitrary rules. Like,
1: yeah, it just didn't
0: turn out to be your brother and all this like crazy stuff.
1: The cameos, uh, the cameos in number three, just I was like, no, what are you? What is happening?
0: I I know Liv Schreiber gets gets killed pretty early in it. I guess that would be a cameo. Uh, He was from previous movies, though. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, horror movie. I I okay. So they have Halloween ends on Peacock.
1: Oh, Um, I have not. I I need to see this. I haven't seen it either. Okay.
0: Because I haven't seen. I, I hadn't seen kills. Okay. Halloween Kills, and I thought I hadn't seen the the 2018 Halloween that started this little trilogy. And uh, so I go and I, I'm actually I actually buy it. Well, not buy. It, I rent it. It's uh-huh. been a couple dollars uh-huh. on Amazon Prime. <laughs> only find only like I, I was like I've seen I've seen the the beginning starts. I'm like I've seen this. It's like maybe I've maybe I didn't maybe I stopped this movie, paused <laughs> it or something. <laughs> And I'm, I keep going. I'm like, yeah, I know what's gonna happen next. Is, yeah, like I guess I saw the whole, and then I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this comes back to in the end mm-hmm. this little whatever. And so I saw the movie. So I, <laughs> there we, there we go. I watched the movie for a second time because I didn't remember it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I need to. Caitlin was not going for any scary, scary movies this year. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I, I wanted to try to watch that with with them.
1: I don't think that I don't think you need that one for the the final two, um, but I don't know. I've, I I know our friends on Seven Millimeter Podcast uh, have recorded an episode about it. Uh, our friends on Bat and Spider have recorded an episode about it.
0: And uh, yeah, they won't shut up about it. Those all
1: every, all, of, all of our friends. So yeah, so we got we we got to get to it. We got to yeah, load eventually. up that peacock. Spend yeah. some
0: time speaking of, of
1: Michael Myers
0: Peacock. The other thing I've been doing like an absurd amount of time doing is, you know, we are wrestling fans here. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a whole, whole sideshow dedicated to it. I've been going back in, cause like my wrestling fandoms like been in and out, you know, right. Right? so the periods that I, and even I, I went back to it just before, like I was into wrestling the WWF of like the Brett, heart era Mm -hmm. from like 92. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to work my way up to the screw job and stuff. (laughs) And then, uh, because like I started with attitude era and then I kept going, like I started in one year and then I was like, let's go back to the beginning of the attitude era. And it's like sometime in 97. And then I was watching some, some heart, some Bret Hart stuff. And he's one that's like a blind spot to me. I've seen a few of his matches, but wasn't watching WWF at the time.
1: Mm -hmm. was was
0: the WCW guy. And, and man Bret Brett Hart's legit dude i've been i've i've fallen in love I've, i'm watching all of that like not every like raw but like i've watched pretty much every pay-per-view from like 92 okay i'm up to like 95 not 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 every bit of every pay-per-view i i, I give some stuff a chance if it's like a wrestler i recognize or i've watched a lot of like Scott Hall and Diesel and all and all these characters that played a part like the NWO and the click and all that kind of like backstage stuff with Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Do you not know about any of this?
1: I know of it sort of, uh, in, in the periphery. Um, because this, uh, this was all stuff that was, um, my wife's younger brothers, when they were getting into wrestling, this was like their sort of
0: yeah. stuff like so mid 90s stuff.
1: Yeah, so it's it's on my uh it's on my radar, but
0: um. It's just crazy like they had you have these like four or five guys, mm-hmm. the clique. I mean, wrestling fans know this, but like Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Triple H and um X-Pac. And they just like ran the WWF like would get <laughs> guys fired because they didn't like them would be like, "No. He's he goes that he's you know, He's not in the title picture. He's down the, you know, starve is that like the backstage stories, and then just like seeing some of this stuff play out on TV, like just wild to me. What a crazy time in wrestling. Sorry, I did. I, I don't even know why why I curse like <laughs> that, but I never do that on the show. But what a crazy time. Like these guys, uh, it's disgusting.
1: Uh, so, uh, d- So you made, like, Peacock actually has, like, every wrestling show? They don't have,
0: like, quite, like, WWE Network. When WWE Network was a thing, they had everything. Like, all WCW, all ECW, because they bought all of them. They had, like, every WWE thing ever. Uh, Peacock has a lot. has all the pay-per-views. has, like, most of the Raw's. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure they have all the Raw's and SmackDown's and stuff, but like even the old, the, the older stuff, they have like some, but um, like all the Nitro's and WCW pay-per-views, they've got it all. It's, it's a little more hard to, or difficult to navigate. WWE Network had it like broke down by year and you could just scroll through one mm. pay-per-view after another, like how they were. This one, you've got to kind of like, okay, it goes from SummerSlam to blah, blah, blah. You know, you got to like kind of look it up and then go scroll through. And find it so.
1: Yeah, because you and I are keeping up pretty well on the the dynamites and the rampages, like watching them weekly. I cannot imagine even going back and watching one of those episodes is like a month old. So I don't. Maybe maybe when you hit that like twenty thirty years previous. The The weekly shows are interesting, but I, I, I have a hard time believing that.
0: Oh, no. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to stall out on this Like when I try to – because my plan was to try to start – my original thing was to try to watch all the Raw and stuff from the mm-hmm. Attitude Era from, you know, like, 97 to, like, 2000 or whatever. But what I hadn't seen – because I got into – I was in WCW in, like, 96 when the – the NWO came out for a few years, fell off of wrestling, and then got back into the WWF around 2001 when like Stone Cold and The Rock, yeah, and, the, and they bought WCW, and the WCW was invading. Like that got me back in <laughs> for a few years. So like I was trying to get those couple blind spots, and um, and then just I, I went back even further because of the Shawn Michaels and like the the antics of the click and everything. I wanted to see some of these guys and, uh, and, but Bret Hart, I mean, this is news to everyone. I'm no, I'm breaking this right now. Bret Hart (laughs) is a really good wrestler. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I, I, I could, I'm, I'm to to your point. Um, the raws would probably be tough to deal with. Like I've seen a couple matches on some lists. I'm a sucker for like looking up best of mm-hmm. list, must watch matches list. And so like, there's been a couple raws that I've peeked through and, and watched a matcher here or there, but no, I, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. And I'm that, not, I'm not watching like all the WCW stuff or anything.
1: Yeah, It feels like pay-per-views uh, are going to give you what you need. You know, it gives you the, the broads, Strokes and then, like you know, any of your back back uh, backstage stuff that you're reading will get reflected there.
0: But yeah, and they they usually do a video package of some kind to kind of like lead you up to why these two pers- people oh, are fighting.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, they do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. and that 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 would then pick out the most important parts of the weekly shows for you.
0: Yeah, and so if it's like a match of p- two people or uh, people I don't care about, I'll. I might fast forward through it or, you know, okay. if it's, if it's Shawn Michaels versus, you know, some Bozo, I might watch it. I might not, you know, but trying to get some of the big stuff. Like I've like I said, I've seen a couple lists, so I'm catching those couple matches
1: mm-hmm.
0: as I pass them. But so, yeah, that's me.
1: All right, Caleb. I, I want to tell you about this, uh, this trade paperback that I picked up, okay. um, Maybe maybe you've heard me uh, uh talk about it before um Vendetta, Holy Vindicator from Power Comics. Okay. Uh, do you know about Power Comics to start uh, with? I don't. All right, so I mean you're you love YouTube. Uh I- so you can go look up their YouTube channel. Uh but I I think they started on YouTube and they basically just kind of get deep into n- indie uh superhero actiony books kind of stuff. Okay. Um, I di- and so it's just wild the the sort of things that they get into. Um, and they picked uh, somebody somewhere uh, you know sent them uh, these issues of vendetta and they loved it. And they said, we have to publish this. So they got together with Floating World Comics, uh, Steve McArdle, whatever, I don't remember exactly, but Steve, uh, the guy who did uh, Vendetta, had all of his original artwork, uh, so got fresh scans of it. Uh, Floating World Comics put out this uh, pretty wild trade paperback of his... uh, his stuff from uh the mid nineties that yeah it's wild it is black and white indie it uh, chains and spikes ev- guns and just like all of the influences that uh anybody uh, sort of making a superhero book in the in the mid nineties would have and it's it's pretty incredible yeah it was just it was uh four issues and then a one shot and he's got um He's got another series that he's trying to to put together as well called The Crowbar 9 cuz he was he was going hard in world building for his own um sort of imprint trying to get his own publishing you know, situation together but then um right right as he was getting his groove is when diamond took over the comic book distribution world and he was not inside with diamond so he got uh, left left Met out Thing. Well, that's crazy. But yeah, but now thanks to the sort of the internet and um, yeah, different publishing arms, um, yeah, he's he's able to to get his stuff out again. So it's pretty cool. Well, right on.
0: Glad it's able to get to the hands of people that are going to read it.
1: Right. Even if it's you know. Thirty years after, thirty years, uh, <laughs> you wanted to. Still, yeah, still a wild, wild ride. Well,
0: wow. you ready to get into the these two mixtapes that we're here to discuss?
1: Yeah. So, um, Caleb and I, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna walk through these albums. Um, We weren't sure if we were gonna how many, like how are we gonna approach this. I was thinking maybe one album per episode. Uh, But then I listened to the first album and I said, there is not enough content here. We need (laughs) to do the first two. I'm calling it an album. It's a mixtape. But uh, I listened to the, yeah. And so I said, no, we got to do two. So that's where we are. Um,
0: Yeah. So we'll just dive into this, I guess. Um, Yeah. I mean, the, the Right. So there's, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about with, with these two. They were, they were his start, <laughs> him starting out like, um, they were okay. You see, I mean, there was, I, the second one was way better, um, to me. I, I weigh like, way more like, way like, I like the second one way more. Wow. Mm-hmm. Terrible. At this. So, um, that,
1: well, so let's, um, Hub City Threat Minor of the Year and was the first one. Yes. And Training Day. Uh, was his second one training. Day. Um, I think that he was uh, like 16 or 17 uh, when he recorded these. So,
0: yeah. Um, It's just, it's crazy to see how far he's come Um, Mm -hmm. because both of these albums training day, a little bit less, but like, it sounds like he's trying to copy other people specifically Jay-Z and Lil Wayne. Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, I mean, he used a, a fair bit of both of their beats and some others. Um, but, like, he's trying to sound like them. They, they were, like, the best at the time. Um, but, like, I, I could not get that out of my head that he, he, he sounded like them. It's like he was trying to, you know, do impressions of them. Um, so, the, and, like, even... There was a 50 Cent beat, uh, "How We Do." I forget what the song was on Hub City. Um, what the song is, name was on his album, but I was like, "Okay, this is a different beat. This is not Jay Z or Wayne. Like, let's see if he sounds any different." And, he, and even then, he sounded like Jay Z. Um, <laughs> the second one was was uh, Training Day was a little bit better in, in that regard. I, I could see some like i don't want to say originality but like it just sounded a little bit more like i guess him what i know him to mm-hmm. sound like later um there was there was some good stuff on training day though um it's weird the first help city he had like almost no features but there was one song with freeway and joe budden and those okay. are like two east coast rappers so mm-hmm. it was just crazy that he would have them and at the time i mean if these dates are right 2003 um they were pretty like hot at the time too so it was crazy that he some 16 year old like nothing project <laughs> from this kid um got these guys on it on there you know
1: yeah so just uh to kind of give you uh, where I was coming from uh, listening to these starting out, um, m- my wife uh, taught art at a high school, um, and uh, we would have some uh, kids, you know, it's kind of the dream of every teenager uh, that you're going to join a pro sports team where you're going to become a rapper. And so we had a bunch of kids uh, who all uh, wanted to be rappers and, you know, they've got their laptops and they're sitting down and they're recording their beats and they're rapping over. And it's all, it's all pretty in line with uh, the stuff that was coming on this, uh, hub city threat album. You know, I'm the best. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got a gun and I'm the best.
0: Yeah, I mean, lyrically, it wasn't a a lot there. Um, I also know, I don't know if this is next on our list or if this will be in the next episode or the one after. He's got another mixtape called C4. Okay. And it's basically, I I don't, I think it's every beat from the Carter Three from Lil Wayne. So, like, Mm. I already knew going into this, like, his early stuff was at least one thing that I'd heard was like a straight up copy of Wayne. So maybe that kind of like leaned into my perception of just hearing different artists in him, you know, um, cause I knew that. And then immediately he starts off with like a Jay Z beat and I could hear like the Jay Z influence in his cadence and everything. And then he had a Wayne right. beat not long after that, go DJ. So I was just like taken out of it with, with that. Um,
1: yeah. Cause I, I don't, have a encyclopedic knowledge of everybody uh, like you do, Uh, but even the, um, was it the Snoop Dogg track on hub city threat? Oh, it was, yeah. The, the drop it like it's hot, right? Like that's one that has permeated pop culture. Um, and you could, you could tell even on that one that he was basically kind of going through the motions on top of a, the, you know, he had the beats and he had listened to the original lyricists and the, and listened to Snoop on that and was like, okay, this is what, this is what you're supposed to sound like when you're on top of this track.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of, um, I'm, I'm, I've got the post for training day in front of me. Like mm-hmm. who shot you freestyle that who shotcha you is a busy, biggie song. Um, so, uh, Blow them horns. I'm pretty sure was a Jay Z. So I mean, like a lot of these were other people's beats. Um, So which which that's that's what a mixtape is, especially those mixtapes. That's all. Wayne Wayne made a little Wayne made a killing off of mixtapes. Just he was my favorite rapper for years. Just his mixtapes alone. Mm -hmm. Him just jumping on other people's beats and just murdering them. So like that was the thing. But I guess I just know what he becomes. J, um Kendrick and he's like so original now and yeah. like nobody can touch his his creativity and his originality to hear him like just sounding like a Wayne copy or like a <laughs> a Jay-Z wannabe like um was just jarring
1: Yeah um I did uh, I did take some notes um mostly my notes uh, were calling out the 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 tracks that were specifically not ones uh, where he was talking about he was the best, um, and on on the first album, um, it was the the the, comp, the the song about Compton. Compton's
0: finest or something like that.
1: Something like that. Which uh, was an interesting, interesting uh, take. It, it kind of started making it sound like he wanted to talk about how great Compton was, but then. I guess you know you're 16. You think yeah. you're, you're the hot business, so something's cool because there there's violence and uh, drug dealers everywhere. Um, he called out his uh, uncle uh, for being a drug dealer twice on Hub City. It's like okay, all right, uh, yep, recycle recycle what you got because you don't got a lot. You're 16.
0: Yeah. It was 2003, though, too. They didn't, they didn't know <laughs> they were, they were telling everyone in the world that their <laughs> uncle was a drug dealer. Um, yeah. I'm trying to look at some, some tracks I, I noted. I really liked, uh, I really liked a lot of the stuff from, from training day, blame God dreams towards the end of the album. Um,
1: yeah, blame God was the one that I called out on training day as being the sort of the the standout lyrically that was not just I'm the best. Yeah, because that was that was a, a uh, like my time is coming sort of a aspirational uh, yeah. feel to it rather than I'm
0: I'm hot. Yeah, I thought dreams was a little more like a, a more of an introspective and kind of like a, mm-hmm.
1: definitely that one you know, as a, well. A
0: deep song, and I I kind of gravitate towards those a little to uh, t- um, just like you. So um, get thrown. I, I I like that song, but I love that beat. Uh, so, but yeah there there was a lot of there was a lot of good stuff. I mean, a lot of skits on training day. <sighs> um, yeah. Yeah, Hub City. There's really not much to talk about, but you could see the growth in those couple years. Um, and I mean, he he really does good on the C4 album that's coming. I think that's next.
1: Okay, but, so um, uh, coming up next, uh, I did. I, I think we're going to do the next two uh, mixtapes. Then um, still as K Dot, No Sleep Till NYC and C4, um, 2007 and 2009.
0: Um, yeah, I think that No Sleep to NYC is a, like a dual album with J-Rock. Yeah. Which I like J-Rock a lot. Um,
1: yeah, and I think yeah, J-Rock got uh, a shout-out in Training Day, I think it was. He was on a couple songs. Yeah, and I think it was straight-up mentioned in the one of those awkward interview sections in the Yeah, album. I skipped right
0: over those interviews.
1: Oh, they were...
0: If I saw the thing was like two minutes, you know, a minute and a half, and it was just, it skit, <laughs> I was skipping right over it, Bam. Yeah. I didn't need the story that Training Day was trying to tell me, plus all the Training Day movie, cl- you know, lines. Yeah.
1: yeah, there was there was some, some editing uh, that uh, could have been taken to Training Day. Like, one of the um, album arts that I saw called out the number of tracks. It was like, this was has got...
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like yeah, yeah, but we don't need 24 tracks. It just makes it drag on.
0: Yeah, yeah. You had about a solid 16, which is that's a long album. 16 yeah. just tracks. That's a long album.
1: Even and then you, you cut out half of the freestyles cuz they just sort of drag on. Yeah. Cut out all the interviews. Um I think it could have could have been better. Um something that I noticed especially on training day uh, was you could tell that the songs were recorded in different studios. (laughs) Like the, the hub city threat, pretty consistent vocals, but training day you would hit one and he'd be like, okay, this is like, yeah, he's using a different mic than a different a previous song. Or maybe that's more like, just like where you were saying where he was, mimicking uh, somebody else, maybe a little more throaty or a little more nasally to try to do something different.
0: Cause I mean, Kendrick can rap fast. He can rap like, um, but he, he, he was definitely like, you could hear the Jay-Z in his, in his voice. Like Wayne, maybe not like the vocal, like he was doing a vocal impression of Wayne, but it was just like, he was trying to rap like Wayne, you know, but Jay-Z yeah. like, and and there was some stuff he said, like some people he shouted out that like, I remember Jay, like were like part of Jay-Z's crew and stuff that he would, he would shout out. And I was like, man, this dude is angling for, he wants Jay-Z <laughs> to sign him. That's his big plan. I'm going to, I'm going to talk. You know, I'm gonna get Jay-Z to notice me and sign me. seemed like, like what his big plan was with the gotta, Hub City. gotta
1: shout out. You gotta shout out everybody. But you gotta you gotta have some diss tracks. Um, yeah. That reminds me, um there was uh there was a diss track on Hub City Threat that was just straight up um dissing the listener. And it was it was very strange. I don't even remember which one it was. My notes got all garbled. Yeah. No, I, but it was like not dissing, uh, you know, other rappers or dissing, you know, the other coast. Or It was like, no, you, the listener, I am going to diss you because I am so great. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I think I, think I kind of checked out on, like, even what he was saying for— hub city. I was listening to beats. Like I was get, mm-hmm. I was getting nostalgic for some of the beats, but also like, <laughs> man, you're just sounding like, like, I guess that was just the style. I would just, I was like lost in like, man, Jay-Z and Wayne were so hot in like 2003 or 2004 that mm-hmm. like every young rapper probably just, you know, this is probably every young rapper of that time just sounding like them, you know, doing their impersonation of them.
1: Yeah. You uh, apply, apply some basic uh rhyming uh and rhythm schemes that you've picked up from listening to other albums and just just go to town yeah but um yeah there was uh the one i know you said you were you were kind of not listening to lyrics but the one lyric that uh uh, on the hub city threat that just burrowed into my brain because it was so just so 16 year old was i'm street like concrete it's like <sighs> yeah okay he he get he making a comparison that's not even interesting he had an extremely straightforward rhyme it's like this yeah this is this is what you wrote in, in a poem uh, in your freshman English class. I mean. Congratulations.
0: I guess, you know, every young artist has to get that out. They have to. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, him doing that got us, you know, some of the classic albums we'll, we'll get to later. So I'm looking forward to next next episode. like I said, um, C4 was 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 good. Like I, yeah. I, I, I bumped that tape for a little while. When I was first getting into Kendrick, like, that was the only thing I... I couldn't find these other ones, the ones you found, um, through the mixtape app I used at the time or whatever. They had C4, though. Uh, that was, like, the earliest Kendrick I could get. So, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have... Uh, previous conversations have have told me all about your know, your love for C4, so... Oh yeah, yeah. it's got it's got a uh, heavy.
0: I need to I need to listen to it before you and see (laughs) if it is because if it's a carbon (laughs) copy of the Wayne album, I wonder how like going into it hearing that without hearing the Wayne album.
1: I don't first would do it could be nearly that bad because we're talking.
0: I mean, I'm not saying he he just, he raps the exact same verses right. that Wayne raps it, but like, no, no. I think every beat is the same. Like he takes every beat from that, but, but he might, it might not just take up. He might just take a few and then he has some original stuff.
1: Yeah. But we're, we're talking five years after, after this first album. So that's a lot of room for like personal and professional growth and kind of figuring out. Where his voice is, even if you know, even if he doesn't have the 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 resources to you know get um, actual like fresh beats uh, made for him. Yeah. At the very least, he does. You know, you're figuring out who you are and what you're you're bringing to the table.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I. I don't know if Kendrick would want people to listen to these things. I would assume not. It's like, uh, you know, I wouldn't want people to go and read uh poems that I wrote in high school. When he was
0: 16, yeah. Uh,
1: any sort of like paintings or things that I did at that time frame or like eh.
0: I mean, he's a, he's an artist. I'm I'm sure he has things he likes about what what he said, but also like yeah. sees the sees where he went wrong, like th- things he did wrong, and could poke holes through it. Like, but I'm sure, like he doesn't mind feeling the feelings that he felt, or or, or I mean, maybe if he said, you know,
1: oh, yeah, stuff you
0: shouldn't say anymore, like you know, was misogynistic or whatever, and, and you know, maybe you know that kind of stuff, but
1: but it could be like a like a time capsule. To go back and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I remember.
0: Like going back and reading your own. Yeah, like maybe maybe he, you wouldn't want it read out loud, but maybe you would like to go back and read your poems from high school one day, you know, and mm-hmm. and be like, oh, man, I remember feeling that or writing that about her or whatever, <laughs> you know.
1: Yep. So,
0: yeah, well, so we've got C4 and um, No Sleep Till, New York City.
1: Yeah. New York. With J-Rock. With so, yeah, I, I haven't looked, but I assume they're on SoundCloud as well. Um, there's lots sure. of sort of Kendrick fan accounts that keep that stuff pumping through there. Who knows how they survive the copyright laws that they do, but that's not on me.
0: No. That's a whole other podcast. So, but anyways, I'm, I'm excited to be on this journey with you. It's, um, you know, I mean, it's a start, but, uh, you know, everyone starts somewhere. So,
1: yeah. Uh, but, Kendrick started somewhere. We're starting somewhere.
0: It's exactly. It's everyone. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, I guess till all are one.
1: Till all are one.